Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Lynn turned the mask over and over in his hands as he watched Kaelin dress. It had been easy enough to pick it up in the town, much easier than finding a good suit had been. At least he had a few tailored outfits on order for now, along with the tailor having Kaelin's measurements on file. If he needed to get him a suit again, it would be much easier. The mask was simple, solid black metal as opposed to the fine wire that Lynn's was. The only decoration was the light filigree around the eyes, made a pale blue that Lynn knew to be exact. He'd ensured with the transmutation wizard he had hired that all the colours would be perfect. The suit was good for him too. It wasn't tailored, but it still looked fantastic on him. Pale grey highlighted with the same exact blue of the mask. He was currently preoccupied with checking himself out in the mirror and didn't even notice Lynn standing behind him until he spoke. You look amazing. Perfect, Lynn whispered, stepping up behind him with the mask. Lynn ignored the way that Caelan jumped, spinning around and stopping his hands halfway towards grabbing his collar and lowering them back to his sides. He smiled as he lifted the mask up to the half-elf's face and pressed it over his eyes. It magically affixed to his skin and Lynn checked it was steady before pulling away. He stared into Kaelin's eyes, the beautiful piercing blue that he remembered that was mirrored throughout the suit. It brings out your eyes, he smiled, watching Kaelin mirror the smile straight back. Not that anyone will be looking too closely, but you look really, really good. Well, I'll be looking, but, you know. Kaelin couldn't help but laugh back, pulling Lynn in front of the mirror so he could look over the both of them at once. Lynn had got his suit lined with the same blue as Kaelin's. It would be obvious to any onlookers that they were there as a couple. His mask was for a woman, technically, but it still looked better on his face than the male one, the more delicate lines fitting his features better. You look handsome too, Kaelin smiled, turning to kiss Lynn's cheek. The elf watched as his own ears fluttered under the blush that rose across his cheeks. He opened and closed his mouth a few times, not sure what to respond, before Kaelin decided to take it into his own hands and turn around to look in the mirror again. How did you know what size I was? he asked curiously, and Lynn was glad for the change in topic. It wasn't that he hated compliments, per se, it was just hard to accept them. He would much rather just lavish praise on Kaelin instead, that was much easier for him. I guess I just have an eye for these things, he chuckled back, resting his arms around Kaelin's waist. I figured out your size compared to me, and it was easy to work from there. I guess I could have looked at your other clothes, but that feels a little bit creepy. Even if it didn't quite fit, then I could have gotten you a better one for next time. 
Caelan nodded before turning to grab his hand and drag him towards the door of the bedroom. Lynn followed easily, trying hard not to look like a lost puppy as he trailed after him, grabbing his purse on the way out of the door. The entrance to the pit blended in with the rest of the street fairly easily, but Lynn supposed that was the point of a secret underground fighting pit. He'd pulled Caelan's mask off his face before they'd left the house, hiding it in his pocket until they got closer to the area. Masks were good at concealing your identity, but it was also kind of obvious that you were up to something as well. As soon as they were within a few streets of the shop, Lynn affixed his mask to his face, handing Caelan his to do the same. They both attached magically, which Lynn was grateful for. He really didn't want to be dealing with strings as they were busy walking along. The entrance was disguised as a tailor's. Well, he said disguised. It did operate as a tailor, and he was sure there were plenty of clientele who didn't know what lay beneath. It was more than easy to explain the appearance of most of the people walking in, though. The halfling behind the counter looked up as the little bell above the door rang and his clouded eyes brushed past them. Lynn gave a nod, more out of habit than necessity. After all, what better way to protect the identity of those walking in than by having someone unable to see them? Caelan opened his mouth to talk, but Lynn simply pressed a finger to his lips to shut him up. Two wide eyes stared back at him through the mask, and he smiled to try and reassure him as he led his way through the back of the shop and to the changing rooms. He held the curtain open for Caelan, letting him into the small room before pulling it tightly closed behind him. Once they were both inside, he smiled at the half-elf again, leaning down for a quick kiss before standing back to crouch and feel around under the bench seat. What are you... Caelan started, before Lynn shushed him again and found what he was looking for. He pressed hard on the small indent under the bench, feeling the needle press into him to test his blood. After a moment, the whole room lit up with a bright blue light, illuminating their faces, and he felt Caelan tense beside him. Ah. Probably should have pre-warned him that this was about to happen. Before either of them could do anything else, their entire world shifted perspective. Lin felt all of his molecules being torn apart one by one, A sensation, while not painful, was extremely unsettling. The first time it had happened, he had thrown up, his brain and body all feeling jumbled and confused, but now he had done it so many times it was almost second nature. Added to that, the fact that stationary teleports like this were always more stable than personal ones, and he really had nothing to complain about. The room that they had landed in was nothing short of luxurious, Lynn had no idea when it had come into possession of his family. Just that he had dropped a couple of platinum coins in a safe box every month, and his blood allowed him entry. He wasn't even sure it was the same room, or just the next available empty room that happened to be furnished the same, but he found that he really didn't care. Large velvet sofas looked down over the pit, a table with drinks and nibbles already laid out for them, with a menu sat pride of place in the middle. The large glass window stretched the entire span of one of the walls, giving anyone inside the perfect view down and over the arena. He turned to look at Caelan first, hoping that he wasn't too shaken up from the teleport, but he simply looked a little pale as he gazed around the room easily. 
Sorry, Lynn spoke, already making his way over to the table to pour Kaelin a drink of juice. I probably should have warned you about the teleporting. Didn't realise until it was too late. Kaelin waved his hand dismissively, and Lynn wasn't sure whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Lynn didn't know whether it was a good thing or a very, very bad thing indeed. Don't worry about it. It's just been a while, that's all. He droned, making his way over to stand beside Lynn and looking around the room in wonder. So, if we're the only ones here, and no one saw our faces on the way in, why exactly do we have to wear masks? Lynn smiled, turning around to pass Kaelin his juice before taking his hand and guiding him over to the window to look outside. We have a private box. They, out there, he indicated down to the stadium, don't. Lynn had never actually figured out where the stadium actually was, but it always seemed to be bright and sunny here no matter the weather in Hyrendale. He supposed it must have been magic. They had a good view across the arena, one of the best views. We were only slightly above ground level, in the perfect place to see all of the action, without it being too heavily obscured by the participants themselves. It was currently empty, the magical constructs which made up some of the obstacles not yet materialised. All around the arena, stacked three high, were the same blacked out windows that he assumes they were behind. There must have been hundreds of them, stretching all around the 200-foot arena easily. And above them? Above them were the stands. The type of stands he was used to seeing when he was forced to attend graduations and other events at the university. It was already half-filled with audience members, people of various races and genders, packed in and gearing up for what had promised to be a lively show. Lynn had never actually seen high enough to see the top row of stands, but when he was younger, he imagined that they went on forever. Oh, gods, Kaelin exclaimed, wide eyes taking everything in that he could. I didn't even know that there were this many people living in Hyrendale. Lynn thought for a moment before sitting down on the sofa and pulling Kaelin down beside him, keeping an arm wrapped round his waist. You know, I've never quite been sure whether the shop is the only entrance here. Surely there would be more people entering at once. And the competitors seem to come from all around the island, so it only makes sense that they have a lot more entrances dotted about. Maybe this is the only fighting pit on the whole continent. Kaelin hummed, eyes still darting around as he tried to take all of the information in at once. Kaelin couldn't believe that he hadn't been here before, but then again, it was always difficult to know just how people found out about these things. He knew he wouldn't have any idea about the pit if it wasn't for his sibling, and he had never thought to ask how he found out. So, when does it start? Kaelin asked, and Lynn just shrugged as he started to pull his sketchbook out of his bag. They'll have a countdown at 15 minutes, then at 10, then at 5. Before then, feel free to order anything that you want from the menu, he added, nodding towards the menu on the table and relaxing back as Kaelin reached over to take it. So, how does this work? He asked after a minute, and Lynn looked up from his rough sketching to look at him closer. The food or the pit, he replied, resting his arm back around Kaelin's shoulders and looking over the menu lazily for what he might want to eat. Well, 
Both, Kaylin chuckled, still reading the menu and seemingly not bothered by Lynn looking over the top of him. Lynn thought for a second, mulling over just how to answer in his head. It would help if he had any kind of idea just what Kaylin already knew. It was hard to figure out just what level to pitch this at without going all over his head or seeming too condescending. Well, it's a menu. You choose what you want. Okay, so that wasn't the best of starts, judging by the look on Kaylin's face the more he spoke. Then you... Uh, here. Can you cast a spell for me? Any will do. Kaylin looked at him for a second before starting to hum under his breath. Sparks appeared from his fingers, a harmless parlor trick Lynn had seen and felt many times before. He knew if he got too close to it, then it would feel like small pricks of electricity dancing its way across his skin. After a moment, he took Kaylin's hand, braving the sparks to form it into a fist, only letting his forefinger stick out and using it to point at a few items on the menu. As soon as they were selected, they lit up, and the tally at the bottom for the price started to slowly climb. So, this is how you order, Lynn explained, hand lingering on Kaylin's for slightly longer than necessary. That's what I want to eat, and then you can just select what you want and we'll order it. He watched as Kaylin selected a couple more options before handing the menu back over to Lynn with a smile. The elf stood up, moving back to the table where the menu had come from, and slotting it back into place. After a few seconds, it disappeared into a small puff of smoke as it was magic somewhere else. Where? Lynn didn't know. Do you come here on your own very often? Kaylin asked conversationally as Lynn settled back down next to him and waited for the show to start. Once every couple of months... Lynn answered, balancing his sketchbook on the arm of the sofa until he needed to use it. No offence, Kaylin continued, but something in the tone of his voice made Lynn turn his head to look at him. How do you order food when you're on your own? Lynn couldn't help but stare for a moment, before faking a giggle. It was a good question, he supposed. It's just, I... I only eat the nibbles they provide. Haven't actually eaten, eaten here in a while. But the food is good. I think you'll really enjoy it. He tried not to show how much the question hurt deep down. It was a fair enough question, after all, and he couldn't blame Kaelin for asking it. But that didn't help the twisting in his gut thinking about it. Anyway... Lynn beamed, trying to get the conversation to move along as quickly as possible. The way the pit works. So. He thought for a moment, before picking up his sketchbook and flipping to an empty page. After a second's hesitation, he drew six circles near the top, filling each with smaller circles. They start with teams between four and six. Any number of teams can enter, and there's usually one or two mop-up teams. Teams of complete strangers who couldn't get enough people together to compete on their own. He shaded some of the smaller circles in the last circle of the diagram. Kaelin simply nodded, Lynn paying close attention to his face to make sure he was still following along. Each team goes up against a randomly selected opponent on a randomly selected battlefield. It could be ruins, jungle, desert. 
I even saw underwater once, but that's only really in the final stages. It makes it a hell of a lot harder to win the battle if you have to worry about breathing as well, he explained, quickly sketching a few of the battlegrounds he had seen. So the teams fight each other, Kaelin asked, looking over the diagram with interest. Not until the final round, Lynn corrected, using his pencil to strike through a couple of the circles and drawing more further down. If the team all go down, then they get eliminated. The officials watch the whole time, looking for the team's strengths and weaknesses to scale the fights accordingly and give the audience a good show. They keep going like that until there are two teams left, and then they go up against one another. There's a 30-minute rest in between each round, and however long the other teams take. It means you have less time to recover between the rounds the longer you go on, thus increasing the difficulty in a different way. Kaelin nodded again, looking between Lynn's more complex diagram and the stadium out ahead of them. Do people die? He asked suddenly, and Lynn wondered for the first time just what took him that long before he asked it. I don't think so, Lynn mused, tapping his pencil against his sketchbook as he thought. My sibling competed a couple of times, and he said they had clerics waiting in the sidelines to heal or resurrect as necessary. Of course, people die, but they get brought back. Did he do well? Kaelin asked, looking sideways at Lynn, and he could see the hesitation in his eyes at asking. Your sibling, I mean. Lynn paused for a moment, looking out across the arena. It was hard to remember. No, that wasn't the turn of phrase. It was too easy to remember. Too easy to recollect the flames that filled the arena, the flash of metal and fabric as his sibling danced across it like it was a stage. It was painful to remember. He was one of the champions, Lynn chuckled, unable to help the way his voice quivered. Roe was... Roe always joined one of the mop-up teams. He tried to insist he fight alone, but they'd never let him. Not officially, anyway. He usually ended up as the last person standing and took the hardest enemy on all on his own, before fighting the last team as well, solo. He sounds like he was one hell of a fighter, Kaelin almost whispered, not really wanting to ruin the atmosphere that Lynn had created. Yeah, Lynn replied. It was the best. <laughs>